Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm not James. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm not. Wait, damn it, you knew I was going to do the deja vu thing, fucker. Oh, <laughs> huh, what? You bastard. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Monty Python. <laughs> and, and funny enough, the last episode we talked about Monty Python, uh, the, the, the last Monty Python episode where we talked about uh, 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 the Monty Python episodes, the, the last skit was deja vu. Oh, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think we ended it with that gag. Repeatedly. <laughs> and I blame both of us. Yes. <laughs> Which the deja vu, huh, what is actually an inside joke thing that Jody and I have been doing you know, for decades now. <laughs> yep. I'm not even entirely sure where it came from unless it's just us being dumb as fuck. Um, I, you know... Actually, I think Carl may have been involved in that. Was he? I couldn't remember I if it was Carl or Larry, actually. Uh, could have been either one of them. I don't know. I honestly don't remember how that got started. <laughs> actually, I think you're right. I think it was Carl, and I think we drove Larry batshit with it. <laughs> Last time we said that we do a little bit of background and some episodes to mix up the episodes for our things and then then we went too long and we had to split that one into two episodes too <laughs> yeah yeah but i think we can do it i think we can I think i think we can get through some background stuff of what they did just before monty python and do a few episodes okay i think sure so but what are you what are you drinking by the way um i'm i'm still on my uh warsteiner dunkel cool and i am still my buddington's um pub ale yeah. Buddington's? Boddington's. <laughs> hey, buddy. Who you call him? I'm not your buddy, pal. Who you call him, pal, buddy? <laughs> uh, so last time uh, when we did this, uh, I gave like personal quotes and things from the things, from the characters, from the players, from the pythons. That's it. From the pythons. Yeah, those guys. Them guys. Yeah, over there. And and gal. That's true. Mm-hmm. We got to include Carol, even though they, she doesn't typically get included. Uh, she does not, but she should. And, you know, yeah. honestly, I think she is the seventh Python as opposed to Neil Ennis, the musician, but I think he should be included a lot of times too. But we'll... I, true, true. Because I know uh, by the by the time they were doing the last season, he was one of the writers on the show, not just music. I actually, um, the, the stuff I've seen, he's actually credited for some of the skits. So, but we'll get to that then. Yeah. For now... We're going to jump back ha! <laughs> to just before. So now I'm going to talk about, so I already know uh, when I, when I mentioned Michael Palin and he, he did a show and he did some stuff with Terry Jones. So I've already mentioned a few sort of shows uh, that they've done in here, but now I'm going to be specific on some shows. Uh, Cause these will be the shows that the Pythons did just a year two, three before Monty Python started. Okay. And the first one may be one of the most famous, uh, especially in the UK, of course. Uh, I'm assuming most of our American listeners won't know these unless they're diehard Python fans. And even then, they may not have seen any of them. Yeah, because they're still tough to find. Yeah. 
because the BBC didn't save a lot of this stuff. <laughs> nope, they wiped it to use the tape for other things. That's <laughs> so what happens when you're a cheap ass. Yeah, I'm surprised we still have things from our past. <laughs> All right, but are you ready for this one? Yes. The Frost Report, which starred David Frost. Yes. 28 episodes between two series. I remember Jody's mentioned several times series in the UK is what we Yanks would call a, a season. Yeah. Uh, went from March 1966 to December 1967. Uh, John Cleese actually acted in it, and a lot of the sketches were written by him and Graham Chapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jones and Palin did write for it, even if they weren't as major writers as Graham Chapman and John Cleese. Yeah. And uh, Eric Idle even wrote for it. So they, they didn't do a lot together, but the five of them, without uh, the other Terry, were, were involved in this. Now, um, okay, so was, it, was that the show with Marty Feldman? Yes. Okay. And was that the one? Because um, because there's a skit that I think it was in the Frost Report. It was either in that or it was in the uh, what was it the 1948 show that I'm sure you're getting ready to mention. Uh, well, actually, um, how we're splitting these up? Maybe this time or maybe next time. Okay. Well, because because there was a sketch that was a skit, whatever that was done on one of those two shows that the Pythons would do live, but Cleese and Chapman were the only two Pythons that were in the original skit. Is this the, uh, crap, I always forget the name, but where they're dressed up and all fancy? Yeah, but they're talking about how hard life was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which that one you can find online, because I because I have watched the original skit, the sketch, skit, whatever. Yes, yes, you can. But the Pythons would do it live because they did it um, at, live at the Hollywood Bowl, and they did it at the uh, the O2 uh, the O2 Arena show. Is uh, the four Yorkshiremen? Yeah, that's it. Yes, and uh, that was uh, recorded with the uh, last the nineteen forty eight show. The four Yorkshiremen. Oh my God! Now that that makes so much sense. Okay, there's a. Uh, there's an Iron Maiden song called the Sheriff of Huddersfield. It's, it, it was a B side. It was the B side to um, wasted years off the somewhere in time album. And I, I guess um, Rod Smallwood, Iron Maiden's manager is, is from the Yorkshire area. And, but basically it was Bruce making fun of Rod. It was singer Bruce Dickinson making fun of Rod Smallwood, <laughs> and 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 there's a line in the song where he's he's I'm a Yorkshire man, I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense with that sketch now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, nice. Yeah, that's why it took me a second to find it because yeah, they're they're in my 1948. <laughs> notes oh okay okay so so it was in that show okay yeah sorry not this sorry I, I didn't mean to jump ahead and get those mixed up but i just was yeah it... it's okay it's all good that's why we're here yay for the context yeah circularity <laughs> i was getting ready to take a drink anyway there you go good you, you take a drink why you put the point to your face and <laughs> uh so all five of them did write and Chapman actually said the five of them were responsible for the best writing on the Frost Report. No um, surprise and, there. 
No, and, and another time said it was actually they did 90% of the writing. <laughs> Idol said that Frost Show was taken off during the 64 uh, election. Um, and so there's the Frost Report, which is TV. And then they also had a, he did a radio show earlier. But then, uh, so they, they took one of Frost Shows down during the 64 election because they thought it would bring down the government. Idol went, if a show can do that, maybe it should be brought down. <laughs> And, and he has a point. <laughs> yep. Cleese <laughs> and Graham wrote the Wilder sketches, uh, but were usually turned down at the table. And remember, not Python, but, you know, Fro David Frost and then some yeah. of the other writers. Yeah. Uh, because it was a little too wild because they won't get that in Lyford. Oh, shit. Um, sorry. They won't get that in Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> but does it play in Peoria? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and well, actually, we talked about that in Python, how they had some issues with certain areas. If yeah. you go back and listen to the series one. Yes. And Cleese said the Oxford guys, which is Palin and Jones, wrote nice outdoor sketches uh, for this and also their Python writing. Yeah. And uh, Marty Feldman, Jody already mentioned, is part of the group who we, we mentioned quite a bit in the series one arc. Yeah. And Palin mentions Barry Cryer and Marty Feldman making sure new people were welcome and introduced around, which really made him feel at home. And he said that he always tried to, to do that same sort of thing and be open because it's real easy when you join a new group just for people not to give a shit because it's show business. Fuck off, man. Well, you know, this is ours. Right. So he, he was very happy with, with those two. And uh, this time, Jones said he went with Palin to buy a Sgt. Pepper album, and they spent all day listening to it instead of writing jokes for David Frost. <laughs> And uh, during this time, Palin took Terry to the hospital after he slashed his fingers, uh, a finger shucking oysters. And the doctors thought they were so much fun, they wanted him to come back in regularly. <laughs> well, you know, laughter is the best medicine, they say. Unless you have an STD, then, then you might want to get penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, nice little next thing was uh, called Twice a Fortnight. And it was 10 episodes from October to December 1967. And it was just Palin and Jones. Do not have a lot on this, but I do want to bring up that they did a sketch called the Battle of Hastings, which they used period costumes instead of being in drag. But it's very similar to the Batley Towns Women's Guild presents the Battle of Pearl Harbor, where they just wail on each other. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, because I, I was thinking... That's exactly what I was thinking of when you when you mentioned that show. I, I thought, was that the one they did the medieval stuff in? <laughs> uh, no, actually, there's a there's another one too. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Palin and Jones have actually done multiple medieval historical <laughs> types of things. Yeah, because because okay, okay. Well, I'll, I won't say any more about that till we get to it. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. And that will be coming up here in a little while. <laughs> okay. But not this time. This time, that's it. Unless you want to do one more, but it's kind of long. I'm ready going to uh, do episodes if you want. Oh, well, let's do episodes. All right, let's, let's, let's do, what did we get through last time? Three, you said? Yeah. Because I thought it was four, but you're right, it was three. Yeah. Because next up would be the Buzz Aldrin show. <laughs> uh, well, explain he, that. <laughs> yeah, he actually, Buzz Aldrin has said that he finds that amusing <laughs> <laughs> so um 
uh, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go through all the all the sketches that were in the episode, but I do want to say that this this was the first episode that actually began with a piece of animation for the as the opening sketch, not just the opening with the theme song and everything playing. This one actually has uh, an, an animation to start the episode. Right, um, and that animation is actually written about us. Because it's it's grumpy old guy going along going rah, 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 and then he goes into a like a, a he's a, a caterpillar grumpy yeah. old man and he goes into a cocoon and comes out as a very attractive looking butterfly. Yes. That's us. We just get better looking with every year. True. We do. <coughs> Bullshit. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. So Taylor, yeah, if we're not gonna do every one, do you want to go through your list and I'll jump in on the ones that I have, and then I'll add mine at the end that you didn't. Um, sure, yeah. Uh, so the first one I was going to mention is is uh, the architect sketch, uh, sort of. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's. Um, I, I'm not going to go too much into it. It's just it 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 runs together with the next one, which was how to recognize a mason. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as in a as in a Freemason, and and they they start doing these silly handshakes. <laughs> extraordinarily so this this is getting too silly <clears throat> yeah um no, now, now, now this this was actually the episode where occasionally they would there would be stuff put up on the screen um uh, like uh satire or you know like uh graham chapman would be on the screen and it would say straight man because he was the straight man in the sketch yeah, it's actually explaining the joke and telling you that it's supposed to be satirical or yeah, the straight man in the joke, which is hilarious because Graham was not the straight man. No, he was in general. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, additional funny on this end of history. Back then, nobody knew he was gay outside of the his, you know, his colleagues. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's that's hilarious. It's neat. It's like yeah. actually it's breaking the fourth wall in a in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I won't go into these a whole lot, but there were, uh, uh the, the Gumbies are in here at least a couple of times. <laughs> I love the Gumbies every time they're there. Yeah. Um, but this has one of the, my favorite sketches out of the whole Python thing. Um, the Bishop. <laughs> the Bishop. Yeah. We, we was too late. <laughs> <laughs> they use the Peter Gunn theme. They do, yeah. The 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 spy. Most people recognize that just as the dun 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 dun. dun, dun. No, that's James Bond. That's James Bond. But yeah, it's. But I had to um, get that in there. Oh man, I I used to know how to play the Peter Gunn theme. Oh, what I mean, what what? Because uh, I, I don't, I really don't know what that's, what that's supposed to be making I, fun of, or. Whatever. I don't know if it's lampooning a specific show, but I know back in the day they had those types of detective, drama, crime things, and it was the overacting with that they actually do they they do uh like the intro to an actual make it a tv show it's it's the yeah. bishop and the bishop is the like a clergyman who helps take care of priests and he always tries to save them from being blown up or shot with a cannon and he, he's <laughs> yeah. always just a bit too late <laughs> yeah but it's, uh, but, it, but it's kind of like a crime show back in the day and it, it has mm -hmm. the opening and everything and it's the bishop <laughs> which is hilarious because it actually shows him in the intro going diagonal on like a checkerboard chessboard <laughs> yeah it was that was brilliant i thought don't um, back to that baby come yeah. on ah, we was too late <laughs> yeah terry jones at his finest <laughs> yeah that was 
that was a great. So uh, there's a there's another sketch, uh, the the chemist sketch. It, there's an apology in there for words that they were not supposed to be using. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know here here are the words not to be used again. So they put the they they would put them up on screen, but they would be like censored. They'd have an asterisk in place of vowels or or yeah whatever. yeah. So instead of saying uh, bum or body for for which would i guess be b-o-t-t-y for somebody's butt it would you know have a have a b asterisk m or whatever and uh, uh knockers <laughs> you know and and so so the last word is semprini 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 so i'm like i'm looking i'm like what the hell is that because the first time i had watched the episode i was like i i don't get it and then the second time i watched it i'm like all right i'm looking that up and I, it's, it's a, uh, I, I'm guessing it's a reference to Alberto Semprini, who was a British pianist, composer, and conductor who was frequently on the BBC. Yes, a six inch pianist. <laughs> uh, right. Just so you know, when I when I watched that as a kid, so I, I knew who Semprini was as an adult because I, I looked it up eventually too, or maybe read it in one of the things. But I don't know why Semprini just sounded to me kind of like I assumed it was biological, and it reminded me of like what the hymen would be. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Semprini, like I bet that's the hymen. No, I'm, <laughs> nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, so there was um, one of the first three. Was there a gag about walk this way? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Because they make reference to that in the in the chemist sketch. Yeah, though, yeah. And, well, yeah, because they actually get the whole gag out this time because because in the other episode they'd cut it off. Yeah, cuz they like to do multi-episode gags where yeah. something may be a whole season long running thing. Yeah. And it's only this time um because because the punchline is said in in its entirety. The, the the and I don't remember who said it, but the, the whoever said it, um, one of the others is dressed up as a cop, and they come up and take him away. <laughs> <laughs> and Cardinal Jimenez from the Spanish Inquisition makes an appearance. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I didn't either. But there he Nobody was. Does. Exactly. <laughs> there is actually a joke about the Spanish Inquisition sketch. <laughs> because Michael Palin, who plays Cardinal Jimenez, actually says, I didn't expect a Spanish Inquisition. But then he's told <laughs> to shut up because he would be Cardinal Jimenez and he can't be both characters. <laughs> uh, so then at the end of it, that's where they do, that's where they get the, the Buzz Aldrin thing. During the end credits, they put up a picture of Buzz Aldrin and the Star Spangled Banner plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why and, not? Uh, they use the nice patriotic american song as an intro <laughs> yeah and then actually after the end credits uh there's a there's another gumby announcement because there'd already been like two of them earlier in the episode um only the this time that they were there were female gumbies weren't there yeah quite awesome indeed when you when you see the gumbies all standing next to each other and mm -hmm. you'll see this in several skits but this particular one the, especially the earlier skit in this episode with the five the five gumbies idol Eric Idle is six foot, one inch tall. Yeah. But you got no fucking idea when he's standing next to John Cleese and Graham Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks short as fuck because they're, 
yeah, the, <laughs> Chapman's a couple inches taller, and Cleese, of course, is tall as fuck. <laughs> yep. But man, I tell you, the, the slaughtering tendency, the architect sketch, yeah, is just that is a great one. Hilarious to me. And you'll get on this where they move toward the rotating knives. Huh? Killing your tenants wasn't your plans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's... that's see, we talked about Cleese. Uh, when, when he gets red face and starts yelling and screaming. Yes. That is best. And he, he starts yelling because he's, well, he's not a Mason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is where the silly handshake, how to recognize a Mason thing comes in. Um, but, okay, so you were talking about on the Frost Report, a lot of... Cleese and Chapman's sketches got shot down by Frost because they were, you know, not too wild. People wouldn't understand they, them. And the, guess who? Guess who wrote the architect sketch? Ooh, ooh. Well, I don't know. I'm guessing Cleese and Chapman. Cleese and Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing that would have been the kind of sketch that the Frost Report would have said no to. Although you never know, because he did political stuff, and I guess this particular skit is based uh, has sort of its backgrounds in the Ronan Point. Uh, thing which is a 22-story tower block mm-hmm. in east london that, that collapsed on in may 1968 just two months ah. after that. and so it was kind of a it killed four people and injured 17 and was a huge spectacular failure so right you know, they may have been okay it's yeah it's so hard to tell but that yeah. abattoir bit is uh yeah might it might have been <laughs> might have been too much and uh, the, so so here i'll give some of my notes too the satire, you know how Jody said, you, you said it just says satire up there. Yeah. Free speech laws were, were way more conservative than American free speech laws. And occasionally they had to do things like that, not just for the laugh, but because they had to. Yeah. That actually ended up making it funnier because it's not only funny, <laughs> they're now poking the man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but otherwise, uh, mentioned in series one episodes, the moon landing was recent the, the year before. Yeah, so Buzz Aldrin was, of course, one of the Apollo astronauts who who walked on the moon. Yep. And uh, I had a note on Peter Gunn, too, uh, written by Harry Mancini, which yes. featured uh, um, saxophonist Plaz Johnson. And it reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 12 on the R&B charts. So they used the quite popular. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Henry Mancini. Did I say Harry? Yes. It says Henry here in my nose. <laughs> I think you said Harry. Well, definitely Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can get this going. Peter Gunn theme. Yep. I'm ready to move on to the next one if you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from the Grillo mat. <laughs> Which has one of my favorite, all-time favorite skits. With Michael Palin doing blackmail. <laughs> oh yeah, the blackmail skit. Uh, but before we get that, I, um, yeah, you want to explain why it's titled that? Yeah. So um, uh, Cleese is playing this this guy, uh, like a he's playing an announcer, and he's live at a Grillo Mat diner kind of thing, and it's it's like he's you know kind of interesting interspersed throughout the episode where they'll, they'll come back to him at the diner and he'll, you know, he'll talk about the sketch or whatever that was just on. And yell at the other Python players who are playing waitresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind? 
Yeah. And he's, if, if you catch what he says, it's the same character that Cleese was doing that started every episode that would say, and now for something completely different, because he actually mentions that being part of his job. Yeah. I can't, I couldn't remember if it was at the beginning or the end because he has this end bit too. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember where it is. He does that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, as a blackmail is just one of my, one of the skits, it's one of my all time favorite things. It's where Michael Palin's doing a, kind of a game show but he's he's showing film of people cheating on their spouses or doing illicit things and if you send in money they'll stop showing the film (laughs) (laughs) i liked it because they penalize immorality in one of the most immoral ways ever yep (laughs) send us 15 pounds and we won't reveal the name of your lover in bolton (laughs) (laughs) if there's another bolton reference yep (laughs) Your wife, Janet, and your kids won't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It is. And, but yes, uh, it's, a. Uh, is it the first, it's the, is it the first nude organist or is it just the first time that, uh, Terry G was the nude organist? According to what I printed out, it says the first appearance of the nude organist played in this season by Gilly. Okay. So first one in the season, Jones did it in season one, series one. Did he? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, he actually started out as the nude organist, and then they realized they want to get Terry G in more often because he wanted to be have more credit, and they could bump his name up to actually being a writer. If you remember in Series 1, they listed the five Python players, then they just put Terry G in as the um, animator. Yeah, the, the, first, the, the first few episodes at least, I, I was thinking yeah. by the end of Series 1 that he was listed with the rest of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep, you are correct. But this way, you got to be in a little bit more. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's Terry G. J. was a nude organist in series one, and Terry G. from this point on, I think, was the nude organist. Okay. We don't morally censor. We just want the money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I had on that. I mean, I can go into the next bit I have, but you know what you had? Um, well, I I made a note on the uh, accidents sketch the prawn salad limited that they speaking of deja vu huh what yeah which actually was you know i i said i said that that the last episode that we talked about in the previous monty python episode was the deja vu skit that was the deja vu episode as well yes <laughs> was, was the was the name of it and that was the one with the rehearsing bishop which in this accident sketch in episode five well okay in episode three deja vu he says he's got a bit in episode five that he's rehearsing for it's in this accident sketch the rehearsing bishop from episode three (laughs) (laughs) makes an appearance from the deja vu episode (laughs) Uh, and i love that accident sketch when um, eric idol goes in and things are going to ship he breaks a, a i'm assuming he's there for an interview goes into a manor house in this fancy room and mirror falls off the wall graham chapman as the butler comes in and to clean up a mirror he goes i'll get a cloth yeah. <laughs> how the fuck are you <laughs> uh, yeah it's just like every time he does something something else falls off the wall well yeah he doesn't even necessarily like do it he just moves but he doesn't touch anything it just yeah falls. it's a yeah. series of unfortunate accidents <laughs> Yep. <laughs> don't want to give it away but carol cleveland's in this sketch 
She is. Yeah. Well, if you a- don't want to give it away, I won't say what happens. Well, you can. You can. I said I don't give it away. You can give it no, away. As much I don't as want to. No, 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 no. Because it's it's you got to see that. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> um, I well, I had one last thing on the um, and we 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 mentioned this a little bit. Cleese's announcer's care announcer. Oh no, I've character. still got things on the episode. Just oh okay, uh, I was good with that skit. But yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I, so yeah, my last one's on the the uh, at the end of the episode. Oh okay, so I've only got one more thing, and uh, the animation with uh, where the Last Supper's wine, and the the effeminate apostle, which to me makes sense because yeah. you know. Jesus had to be gay because he hung out with sailors all the time. Hello, sailor. If you, if you remember that from yes. previous Monty yeah. Python. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> and they weren't technically sailors. I guess they're fishermen, but you kind of have to be a sailor to be a fisherman, right? That's Well, I mean, yeah, you're going out in a boat. And besides, seriously, who says, come with me and you'll be fishers of men if you're not gay? Okay. I hadn't thought about that, but sure. <laughs> so moving on to the end. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, end credits on the bus. So uh, uh, yeah, it's Cleese's announcer character uh, the, who again uh, was was opening the series two episodes within now for something completely different. He's on he's on the bus and he, he's he, he's just he's just he's talking about stuff and he um, he references the silly walk sketch. Well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't think he'll be in any more episodes because yeah. he's going to do a good enough job, and he's trying to explain all the things he can do. Yeah, he's saying he wishes he'd been in that that episode. <laughs> yeah, he has a funny walk, also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 somewhere in the episode, um, it may have been here at the end of it, they used the walk this way gag again. And this would be the last time they would use it. So no, that's, they, those are the only notes I had on that episode. Me too. Think we should do one more? Yeah. Cool. So episode six is called It's a Living. Or School Prizes. <laughs> it's just a fantastic. Uh, but if I can start this one. Sure. Welcome to the manor where it's 923. Coming up, 924. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sorry. It's actually 905 and 906, I think, but it's, it's still, actually yeah. 923 as I record. <laughs> as yeah, I know. I looked at my clock as soon as you said that. I went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, so surreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the BBC and the time is 905. Coming up, you're expecting them to say the next program. No, 906. <laughs> <laughs> you also notice that I didn't say, and I'm James, because I'm not in this week's episode. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> This isn't Jody. He's an imposter. He's really the Archbishop of East Anglia. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you start talking before I start. <laughs> well, I so the, I guess the first note I had on this was um, just something to watch for uh, in the sketch about the Foreign Secretary and other news. Palin almost breaks character and starts laughing. <laughs> I, I caught that. It was just something I caught. He He catches himself. The uh, Raymond Luxury Yacht interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. spelled. <laughs> it's, it's spelled Raymond Luxury Yacht, but it's pronounced Throat Wobbler Mangrove. <laughs> uh, <geez. laughs> That's not your real nose. 
<laughs> Graham Chapman's got this huge prosthetic nose and uh, just uh. I mean and, and literally tied onto his face I mean you see the string no it's not even remotely it's, like, yeah plausible yeah. <laughs> and see they picked the best we talked about how they all wanted to have their writing on and they didn't really care who did what parts but I think they always did a good job of choosing typically the right person because Chapman does that bit so well yes <laughs> and 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 a little bit of a spoiler that character does show up later on in another episode yes he does and of course this is one of the few instances of a bit of censorship on behalf of the bbc mm-hmm. with the black spot animation where the the beautiful prince finds a black spot on his face and he died of cancer and they took out cancer and obviously overdubbed the word gangrene because it's Cleese doing a completely different voice we died of gangrene and yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the next one i had was the the last sketch so i don't know if you had any more uh which one's the last one election night special yep <laughs> that's my that is also one of my favorite ever <laughs> malcolm peter brian telescope adrian umbrella stan jasper wednesday Stone Gobbler, John Raw, Vegetable, Wee! Arthur Norman, Michael, Wee! Featherstone, Whistle, Wee! North Wind, Edward Harris, Pew, Pew, Whoop, Mason, Jump, 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 Frampton Jones, Fruitback, Gilbert, We'll keep him welcoming, Bang, 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 Williams, If I Could Walk That Way, Jenkins, Wee! Tiger Draws, Pratt Thompson, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, Darcy Carter, Rrr! Pussycat, Don't Sleep in the Subway, Baton, Wayne Wong, Whoop, Whoop, Smith, yeah. Two. <laughs> Yep, that was the candidate's whole name, and how many votes he got. <laughs> yep, yeah, because you have Mr. LCZ, Silly Party, 26,317 votes. James Walker, Sensible Party, 26,318 votes. And then Malcolm, Malcolm Everything Smith, Very Silly Party, two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know that um, I, I, I did have a note about this, and, and you actually said it because it's in the guy's name. Um, the Walk This Way gag. That was not last used in the fifth episode. It was used in this episode because it's in his name. If I this could is, walk this way, it's not if so I could much, walk that like, way, yeah. Not so much a gag, but they use it. But they used it. They used the line. If I could walk that way. <laughs> oh, and this is just so good. You know, they're, you got the sensible party, silly party, slightly. They have all these different things. And the best part is it shows this guy. And he's dressed like some sort of maniacal, semi-weird clown. (laughs) (laughs) Weird makeup and just standing there with this weird look, grin, smile, thing, rictus. Mm -hmm. That is just... But yeah, you got the sensible party, silly party. My favorite is Luton because you have the sensible party with Alan Jones with Mm -hmm. 9,112 votes. Mm -hmm. And then you got the silly party, which is... Tarquin, Finn, Tim, Lin, Ben, Win, Bim, Lin, Piz, Bus Stop, Fatang, Fatang, Alay, Biscuit Barrel, which is the clowny looking weird smile guy who uh-huh. wins with 12,000 votes. But then, yep. then you got Kevin Phillips Bong, who's in the slightly silly party, which is just Terry Jones with a little bowler hat looking slightly silly, who got not zero votes because <laughs> you either be sensible or go full balls out and be silly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Slightly silly gets you jack shit. Yeah. Oh, but I love it. Makes fun of the two party system with sensible and silly, and mm-hmm. it made fun of the 1970 United Kingdom general election. Oh, it's fracking hilarious. Yes. And, 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 the, and the commentators back at the studio were, were <laughs> hilarious. 
<laughs> so frantic, yelling at each other, and here, and here, and here. <laughs> yeah. But not really saying anything, you know? Kind of like... Just like now. <laughs> just like now, yeah. <laughs> Same shit, different decade. <laughs> Never. Oh, such small incremental things. <laughs> uh. Oh. And of course, we've talked about Mary Whitehouse, not only with Monty Python, but in a uh, Deep Purple yeah. episode. But it actually says, one of the results, Mary Whitehouse takes umbrage, which is, isn't a town. It's, it's an emotion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was brilliant. That'll cause a bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show. That show, man. I just, I so love good. it. And this was year like decades before Lord Screaming Such went into politics with his loony party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's all I have on that episode. Uh, me too. It's fantastic. Yeah. As Jody said in a previous episode of ours for this series of Monty Python, series two, they're in their stride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I like I like series one. I like series three, and I do like series four. But two, I think, was definitely they were they were on fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? Do one more? Should we end it here? Ah, uh, let's end it here. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll come back with more episode things and more pretty Python Python TV things and stuffs. Yeah. Although in between there'll be other things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Share us with your friends. And your um family. And with Tarquin, Finn, Tim, Lynn, Ben, Wim, Ben, Lim, bus stop the tang for tangle a biscuit barrel. All right. On that note, I'm James. <laughs> I'm Jody. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. We're both waiting for the other to go, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask first if you wanted me to go. Yes, you go. That that sketch is also the first appearance of the nude organist. But just hold on. Chill. (laughs) Hold down. I had to jump back last time. Calm down there, Terry. (laughs)